0: Welcome to the Haunting or Not podcast, a show that takes an interesting and some would say different approach to explaining hauntings, the paranormal, demonic forces. Are they real hauntings or not? Hi, my name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio host, I'm a retired police sergeant, and I take an evidence-based approach to these stories.
1: And I'm Stephanie Wiley. Yes, we're married and have been for a long time. Some would say that I am more, oh, of the little touchy-feely type. Together, we present haunting or not stories that differ from the majority of other podcasts out there.
0: We are proud to be a show on the Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Look for haunting or not. When someone says witch trials in America, what do you think of automatically? Salem,
1: Massachusetts.
0: They're world famous for their witch trials, right? They're known for it. Everybody knows it. And all the Puritans, all big scandal and everybody, oh my God, they're a witch. So many movies about it, right. books about it. But did you know that there were witch trials in Maryland? Not until very recently. 1690s. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about an area of Maryland that is defiant. Yes. That I spent much of my life in. We're talking about Southern Maryland, in particular, St. Mary's County. And I said that on purpose with the accent. With the accent. St. Mary's County, which is one of the oldest parts of the United States. It's pretty
1: amazing. I didn't realize that until you and I moved up there for a few years.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. And, and we'll go you some of the demographics of, of that uh-huh. part of Maryland in a moment. My family moved there when my dad retired from the Navy, so like in the late 1970s. I was 18 when I moved there, and it, since the 1970s, they've doubled in population, about 115,000 people That's pretty for big. St. Mary's County. As a matter of fact, it was founded in the late 1600s, well, let's just say early 1600s. Okay. Settlers from England... Catholic settlers, unlike New England, which is primarily Protestant right. and Puritans, they've settled the Ark and Dove in what is now considered southwestern St. Mary's County. As a matter of fact, the very first capital for Maryland was in St. Mary's City. I did not know that. Which is in that. St. Mary's County. Yeah, it was in, I think, like 1695 when they moved to Wow. So it's old. As a matter of fact, it's so old that the sheriff's office is known as America's first oh. sheriff's department in the United States.
1: That's right. That's right. I learned a lot about that history when we moved up there. That's we went to
0: churches that were around that had tombstones from the late 1600s. And you could still read the inscriptions. Right. And there's certain families that when I was a kid moved there, you had certain families that we all knew were from the county, as we say, the county folks, county folks, the county folks. You knew them and they had nicknames and we called people that were born and raised in St. Mary's County SMIBS. Yep. Southern Maryland inbreds is what the term was. And it meant, was meant not as an insult but as no, kind wasn't derogatory. Like right. And then you had people like me which were SMITs. Southern Maryland transplants. transplants. Right. And so I lived all over. So it's an yeah. interesting area and when I moved there in the late 1970s You have Patuxent River Naval Air Station near Lexington Park. Mm -hmm. And that's a hub of technology. And the further you go away from Lexington Park, the more rural it became. Very rural. And we were very well known for farming, particularly tobacco. Right. And then watermen, oystering, crabbing, fishing, all that. Because we're right on the western edge of Chesapeake Bay.
1: That's right. And those watermen have their own language.
0: And yeah, which we'll talk about. and it's surrounded as a peninsula. So you have Chesapeake Bay as a point, point lookout. And then you have the Patuxent River on one edge and you have Potomac River on the other side. It's
1: very odd. I learned when we moved there that you had to go north to go
0: south. Exactly. To get out of Southern exactly. Maryland. Exactly. And so uh, there's a lot of things about it that were unique. It's one, one of two places in the United States that had 10 ounce beer cans. Oh, that, wouldn't you know that? Well, they did. And back then, I was a heavy drinker. I didn't know so that. It was known for softball and watering and <laughs> growing tobacco. and all. Everybody I knew had a summer job hanging and cutting tobacco. With a the, the most bear can. That's right. But back in the 1970s, there was a story that was prominent in Southern Maryland. And by the way, there's lots of, we'll visit Southern there's Maryland a lot. There's lots of stories of hauntings mm-hmm. in Southern Maryland. And some will make sense and some of it not so much. We will talk about one in particular, The Legend of Maul Dyer. Amazing. And that's a lady. When Mal I Dyer. was a, a teenager in the late 1970s, it was very well known. And nowadays I don't think too many people know much about it. But I, I want to say this. If you are in the Washington DC area, mm-hmm. if you are in Baltimore area, Annapolis, Richmond. Norfolk, for, Norfolk, Virginia, for goodness sakes, take a day trip and go check out St. Mary's County. Check out Leonardtown. It's beautiful. Check out St. Mary's City. Check out all the different areas. Then go over to Calvert County and check out Solomon's Island. Great restaurants. It's beautiful. Charles County, it gets to be uh, more uh. like D.C., but here's the funny thing. Southern Maryland, there's there's three different places in Maryland, right? You got Baltimore, Yes. which I went to no, the well. police there. You have the Eastern Shore. Right, and then you have Montgomery County, which and Prince George's County, which are suburbs of D.C. They really don't even count as Maryland. I don't think they do either. It's completely different. But there's a fourth area of Maryland, and they'll tell you they're different. Southern Maryland. They are different. As a they, matter of fact, they, when I they, first met you, you asked where I was from, and I told you what I say. You
1: said St. Mary's County, Southern Maryland. I said Southern Who Maryland. Says that? Yeah.
0: Southern Maryland. <laughs> We were watching one of those shows Stephanie the the home type shows for yeah. the for house and, and a woman goes I'm looking for a house in Southern Maryland I'm like hey got my attention she's talking about places like Oxon Hill and Montgomery County no. and Prince George's county. I'm like that ain't Southern Maryland no it's not and they don't make any excuses for letting you know like you said County it's not County. That. yeah but there's a funny accent and a, a funny story. My first job in Southern Maryland was pumping gas at a gas station in Piney Point. Oh, okay. And this is before I got a job as a driver for the Harry Lunderbird School seamanship. But I was there, and a guy pulled up as a waterman in an old pickup truck. He had, like, Popeye forearms from, from Tongan Oysters in a lifetime time. And to this day, I still have no idea what, what he, he said. said. I, uh, they have such a distinct accent. The watermen from St. Mary's <laughs> County, in particular, talk like the watermen in North Carolina. That's the only two areas in the United States I know that talk like that.
1: Truthfully, I didn't even know what watermen were. And then when I heard them speak, I thought they were from a different country, oh, not a different so, county. And it's not an yeah. insult. I just thought, where the heck are you from?
0: Yeah, and are you speaking English? Is I need somebody. To, I need someone to translate for me. There's so many phrases we got that, from Waterman that I remember growing up and going water skiing, and we go in these what they call creeks or Criks. little little. Those are creeks for creeks, the rest of us. Little, yes, but they're little bays off of the. Potomac River. Mm-hmm. So and we call it slick cam. It's slick calm out there. There's no there's no way. Slick calm and deed by God. So they say deed by God up the road. There's oh. all phrases we had.
1: Your own language.
0: Yeah, so we did. It's an interesting place, and I highly recommend you go. About 115,000 people. You got to check it out. There's still a very rural culture, but there's also a high-tech culture there as well. There's so much history, but it's also beautiful. It is. It is. But it gets really cold in wintertime. Too cold. And it gets really hot in the summertime. And one of the things that with the Navy, with the Patuxent River Naval Air Station Mm -hmm. there, you have people not just from all over the United States... All over the world that come there oh, yeah. and live there for three or four years. You have the test pilot school. You have a lot of training, a lot of testing goes on, and you also have a lot of people that commute to DC that live in same area. And they county. go
1: all that way because it's, about it's such a half. great place to live and
0: raise a family. And, uh, there's a lot less crime. There's also much better schools, and we can go on and on the story. Oh, but of course. I'm, I really want to talk about mall well, Dyer, the legend of Maul. Dyer. That's M O L L D Y E R. And Maul is an old nickname for Mary. For Mary or Marge or whatever. As a matter of fact, our daughter, Marin, we pronounce it in Gaelic, is pronounced Maureen. Mm -hmm. Back then, a lot of people didn't name their children Mary because it was a little bit heresy. It's true. So a lot of offshoots of, of Mary came out. They that. St. Mary's County was named after the mother of Jesus, St. Mary. How
1: come I just learned that right now? You just now knew that. At just... this exact moment.
0: Again, it was founded in the late, like 1640. The first sheriff's office, 1641 Wow, is when it was founded. So we're going to talk about Leonardtown, Maryland, and we're going to talk about the legend of Maul Dyer. Remember, legend doesn't always mean fake exactly doesn't always mean false there are live legends today that's right so we use the term legend to describe people that accomplish great things did maul dyer accomplish great things i don't know is it fact or fiction stay tuned we'll tell you more about it. it involves the maryland witch trials and more this is haunting or not we'll be right back Be sure to check out our great podcast on hefepods.com That's spelled J-E-F-E pods.com. You'll find an ever-growing selection of shows, some of which are hosted by your favorite radio personalities, from popular English language shows to the hard-to-find Spanish language shows. Check out the newest episodes of Taylor's Table, the Haunting or Not podcast, and more. They could all be found at hefepods.com. That's jefepods.com, and be sure to tell a friend or two or three. To the haunting or not podcast, I'm John J Wiley, and I'm Stephanie Wiley. Yeah, we're talking about the legend of Maul Dyer, a haunting in Southern Maryland. By the way, there's many different places we can talk about, which we will visit later later on. on. Not the least of which is Point Lookout, the lighthouse, the Civil War prisoner war camp. So many great stories. Yep, Maul Dyer. Tell us about the story because you also had experience working at a hair salon in Leonardtown, right? And and television producers came in, but before we talk about the television producers, tell us the story of Mole Dyer.
1: Okay, so the townspeople were convinced that she was a witch, and there were several women who claimed, you know, that they were also witch. were all acquitted. Well, then the townsfolk decided that they were going to chase her out of her home. Now, this was supposedly in the month of February, and like you said before, their winters can really be brutal, really brutal up there. So as she's out in the middle of the winter with nowhere to go, the story says that she froze to death, but not just froze to death. She froze to death while her hand was on a stone, and that hand print is still there on the stone.
0: Yeah, here's where oh oh, guys, it, it's spooky. That is it's spooky. I love the story about the Hannah and stuff. Yes. And she was supposedly cursing people and of freezing course. and, oh, the gnashing of teeth and the wailing and all that stuff. And I curse a curse upon you and your family and your crops. May you never grow tobacco you ever love again. love to say that. I love that sort of stuff. But here's where I have a big problem. She supposedly froze to death with her hand on a stone, and she's found sometime later with her hand on a stone, one hand on a stone, and her other hand in the air. Why is that so strange? How do you die and remain standing with an arm raised, unless you're frozen that
1: way? Exactly. It was February. She froze to death. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, and how uh, do I know how people die all the time? By the all way, kinds of crazy back positions. Back then,
0: Mul Dyer Road, which is named after her, right. was uh, about on horseback, probably about a half hour, 40 minute ride to downtown Leonardtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, by car now, it's about maybe 10 minutes, maybe seven minutes, depending on traffic. But it's it's got to creepy eerie feel to it doesn't it It, very creepy and there are and people that i actually know
1: talked about sightings they see her in her white uh, white gown crossing the road
0: it's never paisley print it's never something like that it's always white
1: well i think back white or gray listen it was the 1600s i don't think that they had a lot of printed nightgowns back
0: you mean they didn't have a paisley prints back in the 1600s nope Fancy dresses, perhaps. Maybe. Not nightgowns. So she apparently, or supposedly, died, mm. chased out of her home. Right. As witches, and now she supposedly haunts that area and looking for the men and women who chased her of out course. of her house. She's still looking for them. I bet there's still relatives of those people. The interesting thing about this story is the stone that supposedly she she had her hand on when she died. No one knew where it was, and uh, I believe it it was a a National Geographic special in the 1970s. Someone saw it and said, I'm going to find this, and they did. And they did find it. They found it, and they had it out front of the courthouse for decades. Right.
1: So how can you say that that it was impossible? There it was. They found
0: it. And now it's moved to uh, Tudor Hall. So here's one of the interesting things. People say that when you touch the stone, you become ill. You don't feel good, so, and bad And that's why I'm happen. not going to touch it. Look, bad things I've happen anyway, it. right?
1: Right, but all the people that touch it, I'm staying away. How
0: many people do you know? We both lived in Southern Maryland. Right. same area as well. How many people do you know that actually touched a stone?
1: I don't think any of them.
0: How many people do you know, personally, that say they saw the ghost of Moldire?
1: Oh, a couple. A couple women that I worked with. They've lived there and their families before them and
0: before them and before them. And they were what we called Smibs. They they were Southern yes. Mountain Brads. I'm people. not saying that is a bad thing. I they're know. county people. Uh, so some of the names that that that, that are predominant were the Norrises, the Thompsons, and a bunch of other ones they're still that there, and live. we we right. know them. Right. Uh, and then you have names like mine, and like oh, you're nobody knows who are you already. are. Yeah, that's right. So. You knew people. You were working at a beauty salon. Radio took me back there right. for a while, for about five years. And you were working at a beauty salon. And then you had producers from like a travel channel one of them come in. And they wanted yeah, to do a they show about Walt Dyer, right?
1: And uh, th- I greet them at the door and I'm thinking, okay, can I help you? Because I certainly knew they weren't there to get their hair done. They had all kinds of equipment. And they asked if I was from Leonardtown or better yet, Southern Maryland, St. Mary's County. And I said, they no, to ask
0: you if you were from there.
1: Yes. Already. Apparently they kind of suspected I wasn't. But having said <laughs> that, well, they asked me if I had ever heard of the legend mole dyer. And I go, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I said, well, hold on, because I work with a couple gals that are from here. So I went and asked them and wouldn't, you know. That three of them said, Mole Dyer, who's here to talk about her? Where are they? Well, they wound up interviewing one in particular, my friend Tammy, and she was telling the whole story. Isn't that crazy? And she's one of the ones, as a teenager, she was with her girlfriends that swear they saw the ghost of Mole Dyer right across the street. Named after her, right,
0: and it was around 1697. This, that this, this is what this happened, and she supposedly died with her hand on a large stone a, on a winter night, and her body wasn't found for a few days later, right? And here's what that the sources say: a deadly plague was striking around that time, likely influenza, uh, and poor crops, okay. and that kind of took the toll on the whole community, the psyche community, and they really started focusing on witchcraft. So if people were praying or they didn't pray in the right way, whatever it might be, especially for crops, they would say, oh, you're a witch. And that's when the whole thing started going. And people need to understand, even to this day, parts of St. Mary's County are very deeply religious oh very there's churches very, everywhere Everywhere, it was very very religious that time and we have a big Amish community in St. Mary's County mm-hmm. also in the Charles County and you have a big Catholic community and again you have people from all over the world that come there as well as a matter of fact you had a friend oh, the, from, the England. Dog world from England and it, her kids were all born in different parts of England so they all had different accents yeah, didn't the they the
1: whole family the mom the dad and the two kids all spoke differently in fact, her husband was there as you spoke earlier about being a military town. Her husband was from the military over in England and mm-hmm. came there for training.
0: So it's out from all over the world. Sure. Back to Mal Dyer. Okay. There, there's no records of Moldire because there was a, a bad fire in the 1800s that destroyed all the records. That's right. Birth deck records. Mm-hmm. When they look at some of the records from the Ark and Dove. There was a mall or Marge Dyer that landed in Chestertown in, in, in the eastern, Cor- eastern shore of Maryland. And then supposedly went to Southern Maryland. So there is that. However, did it really exist? I don't know. Yes, it did. They named a street after her.
1: I know you're looking at me funny like that's supposed to mean something. But I truly believe it, especially after knowing the women who are from there and they saw her.
0: That's a big thing. See, knowing people that experience that makes me a little bit more likely to believe that something okay. did happen. However, I never experienced anything myself, and, and I you, lived there for a long time. And
1: you're such a fat guy. If you don't see it, if it's not documented, right. if you can't find it somewhere written down, and then you know verified, you got to have some evidence.
0: Here's the thing: do a little research of yourself. A mall Dyer, M O L L D Y E R, easy to find, very easy to find. St. Mary's County, Southern Maryland. It is a wonderful place with wonderful people. I miss it every I miss year. The people,
1: I just don't miss the weather, but great I don't people. miss the
0: wintertime, and I don't miss the summers as much as I do the, the Chesapeake Horse, Bay the region. Florida. When, when I first moved there as a teenager, we lived in a place called Tall Timbers Gorgeous on the place. Potomac River, and uh, the house all my family bought was a converted dining room for or the dining Scouts, hall from right? Girl Scout camp. Right, so everybody had peers. And you'd have Labrador Retrievers and Chesapeake Retrievers just running around loose, great, running off the piers. Great place. Kids on skiffs out there, oystering and crabbing or whatever it might be. It was a part of life. And to this day, whenever I go visit family in that area, I begin to relax immediately, except for one area. Where? Mall Dyer Road. Whenever I drive by there, I get tense.
1: Now, see, what does that say?
0: I don't know. It says a lot to me. The legend of Muldire. Truth? Fact? Fiction? Reality? Or fake? Or is it overblown? Here's why I don't think it's overblown. Why? Because it's not being used as something to to generate tourism.
1: Oh, that's very true. I didn't even know about it, and we were there for a few years. There was really nothing anywhere through the town that would suggest that she was ever there
0: when we return in a couple weeks we're going to have another episode we're going to talk about another part of the united states another haunting or is it not a haunting you get to decide thank you for joining us on the haunting or not podcast if you enjoyed the show please do us a huge favor tell a friend or two or three remember to follow us on facebook Keep track of what's going on, upcoming episodes, past episodes, and more. On Facebook, look for "Hunting or Not. We'll be back in just a few days with a new episode. Until then, see ya.